We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Time for our first edition of The Breakdown here on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. We are so excited to be joining you and bringing you the show. Matt, how's everything going? Everything's great, man. I'm fired up. Week one of the NFL season. There is nothing quite like it from the excitement, the stadiums filled, they're packed, fans are back completely, and it's uh, it's going to be an exciting season, and it kicks off this week, and it'll be a blast to watch. And week one for the Chiefs is especially exciting when you look at that matchup, uh, taking on that dynamic Arizona Cardinals offense, Kyler Murray. Um, everything they have going in Arizona. Obviously, they have some questions of their own that they have to answer, but I feel like we're going to see a lot of big plays on the field. What are you looking at going into that matchup? Well, it's going to be an exciting matchup. Obviously, these two offenses are high-powered offenses that go out, and they really attack you with the pass game and use the run game to supplement the pass game. And so both of these quarterbacks are extraordinary in making plays on schedule and off schedule. They have dynamic wide receivers on the outside, and there's been some changes on both sides, obviously, but in particular for the Arizona Cardinals, they won't have DeAndre Hopkins, which I think will hurt them. But at the same time, they've got a lot of depth there at the wide receiver position. And then when you look at Arizona Cardinals on the defensive side of the ball, Van Joseph, the type of defensive scheme that he likes to bring in terms of a lot of pressure, a lot of cover one, which I mean man-to-man coverage, should set up a lot of opportunities for the Kansas City Chiefs on the offensive side of the ball to go out and attack and see what these new wide receivers can go out and do and how they perform without the presence of Tyreek Hill on the on the field. Absolutely. And I, I'm i so excited to see Kyler Murray against Mahomes. I think this might be my favorite quarterback matchup of the year because when Kyler is right and playing at his highest level, he does Patrick Mahomes-esque things out there. He's just so dynamic and you mentioned it, that new look receiving core for the Cardinals, not just without DeAndre Hopkins, but they lose Christian Kirk in the offseason as well. So we're going to see how Hollywood Brown fits in that speed element. And Rondell Moore, it looks like, is going to be stepping into that Christian Kirk role. And we've, see, we've seen him be such, a, such an explosive player at Purdue. 
Um, you know, had a quiet year last year, but I think he's a guy that could really blossom this year as well. So uh, the Chiefs are going to have their hands full on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, on this show, we have a quarterback here. We want to focus on the <laughs> offense. So um, I can't wait. We have some we have a lot of stuff planned for you guys today. We're going to be digging into the Chiefs preseason film. And what we really want to focus on is, is trying to answer some of those questions that have lingered all offseason long mainly how this Chiefs offense may or may not change without Tyreek Hill, how it's going to affect Mahomes. Can we expect to see the same Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill? Might we see a better Mahomes in some ways without Tyreek Hill? Um, So we're going to dig into all of that uh, coming up right now um, in this next segment. Let's let's get to the film, Matt. Let's check this out. I can't wait to do uh, it. To dive in. So this is from the uh, the Bears preseason game. And what you're going to see here as uh, Matt gets ready to break it down for you is just how defenses still respect not only the speed that the Chiefs have left at wide receiver in that room, but the big playability of Mahomes, even without Tyree Kill. So Matt, take it away and, and give us a look at this. Yeah, when you when you're just looking out at this film, right? When you talk about a personnel, this is their eleven personnel. It's a three wide receiver set, so they're in a three by one formation. And when you look at what they're trying to do, it's really a curl flat combination. It's mirrored routes on the outside, and Juju Smith Schuster, who's on the inside, is running what we call a middle read. And a lot of times, offenses call a middle read. And when they do it, they're saying first post safety, which you see the post safety in the middle of the field right there, they're going to run an in cut. So they'll become a secondary option for Mahomes on this read. But really, when you're looking at it, you're picking a side here. And one of the things that I like about this play is you can kind of get a pre-snap read because you look at the linebacker and the way in which they're formationed here, they're moved strong or what we like to call bossed, which means moved over to the strong side, leaving a position for that weak safety up top to drop down. Now, this is a true three deep, four underneath look. And so when you're doing that, like I said, you're picking a side. And in this case, Mahomes is going to go up top to McCole Hardman to start his progression here. So as you start to play this, this actual play and it starts to go out, What I love to see from Mahomes, and you might even be able to see it better from the back angle, is as he takes his as he takes the snap here, he's in great rhythm and he holds that hook defender. When I say the hook defender, the guy on the inside to to the right here, he's really what they call hook defender. The safety becomes the curl flat defender. And so the back's getting out to the flat to give him an option there, but he holds him with his head. He's looking left, knows where he wants to go, delivers the ball with timing and he delivers the ball with timing, great throw. And what I love, too, about the top of this route by McCole Hardman here is he has the ability to come back to the ball. Sometimes receivers will come up and become stagnant and won't move back to the ball, and that gives that DB an opportunity to make the play. But he comes back, and it's, once again, a great confident throw by him. He knew what he, who he had to manipulate with the underneath coverage and delivered a great ball. And seeing that timing and decisiveness out of Mahomes is so important. That's something that I feel like last year he got he, he lost at times, that timing, getting the ball out. He, he relied a little too much of points on freelancing. So seeing him in rhythm, getting it out on time is awesome. And you look at that soft shell from the Bears defensive backs. You know, you have 4-3 speed in McCall Hardman on one side. You have 4-3 speed in Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the other. And you still have to respect that they may not be the overall talents at wide receiver that Tyreek Hill is, but speed is speed. 
and you Speaking. can't, you can't, you know, you, you always have to respect it, right? Uh, you always have to respect speed. And anytime you've got two guys that can run the way that these guys can, and as you said, look, everybody wants to bring up Tyreek Hill, but at the end of the day, these guys both have elite speed at the wide receiver position, and there's a reason why they're there, and they can stretch the field. And so anytime you have that, defenses have to respect that because the minute they want to squat, the minute where they want to sit down on routes, that's when you run right by them and big play opportunities present themselves. And they will present themselves. I guarantee at one – but sooner or later, somebody's going to try to challenge them and say, hey, look, we want to see if you can run by us like you did prior, prior in prior seasons. And this is when, big, like I said, big play opportunities come up, and both these guys are capable of doing just that. Absolutely. And let's, let's move to the second play now against Washington. Um, you're going to see 13 personnel, the, the Chiefs with three tight ends on the field, just one wide receiver in Marquez Valdez, Scantling, a little bit of an RPO look. But again, you'll see the way that Washington has to respect the speed that's on the field. Matt, what did you see on this play? Right. I, I loved it. It's just, it, it's a first and 10 call. And when we call first and 10, what we want is a positive play, something to a drive starter, something to get you going. And this is a great opportunity to do it with an RPO. As you can see, Gray is the tight end that's going to be kind of become a lead blocker. You can tell that it's an RPO by the aggressive posture in which the offensive line takes and gets into that defensive line. And then what you're doing, you have cut splits. And a lot of time these cut splits on the outside, whether it's Marquez Valdez, Scantling, or up top, it'll back these DBs off a little bit. They're going to a true eight-man box here, so they're loading the box, maybe anticipating a run with that 13 personnel. But I love the fact that he has the option to throw what we call is a give-me throw, right? And you look down at the bottom of your screen. Once again, they're probably respecting um, Scantling, Valdez Scantling's speed, and so he's way off. And to me, Mahomes immediately recognizes that, says, well, I've got the quick out down here for an easy throw great drive starter and he immediately goes there takes the easy profit and gets a positive play and now it's you know first and 10 again or it's second and one and that's exactly what you're looking for and if you look at the the reason why I think he's picked down below was the fact that up top you can see he doesn't have as much depth and so not as easy as a throw you probably could still take that but the for sure thing is down here easy throw you know give me here we go can change and and I love the timing here, too. I mean, that ball is coming out before Valdez Scantling turns his head. And the placement, too, he puts it outside. So he, so Valdez Scantling can just catch it, turn right up field, and, and it's an 11-yard gain on first down as a result. And it's basically a freebie. Um, but, yeah, just just seeing that ball get out on time like that and, and just such perfect placement. And this is something, as we talked about, yeah, Mahomes being able to recognize these opportunities and knowing, hey, I don't have to try to make a big play every play. Let me keep the offense on schedule, take what the defense is giving me. And then later in the game, it'll open up some opportunities because eventually defenses do start. Every defense starts to get aggressive at some point. And that's what we saw later in this game against Washington when they wanted to send some heavy pressure. And that's what we're going to show you here on this on this third play. Washington gears up. They were tired of sitting back, and Mahomes took advantage. What did you see here? Yeah, I love it. This is my favorite throw of the entire preseason for Mahomes when you get to this next play. You know, it's a third and 12, I believe, so it's third down. And, and situationally, you have to be aware that pressure might come on third down because there's two different mentalities, right? Usually it's a lot of coverage 
And so they're trying to get a lot of guys into coverage or they're going to try to pressure you. You throw in front of the sticks, they rally, they come up and they make a play. But on this particular play, when you look at the sideline view here and the, the throw was beautiful, you just saw that. But right here, the a great indicator is, look, they're in dime personnel. They've got a 3-4 structure. By 3-4, I mean it looks like they're three down linemen, four guys. But you look at the nickel and the strong safety are right next to each other on the line of scrimmage, and your ears have to perk up as a quarterback. You're saying, hey, I might have a hot situation here, and that will force a hot situation. You don't have enough guys to pick it up. When you look at the route pattern, look, they've got to get to the sticks, trying to get a first down. So it's two bench routes on the outside with guys running to the flat. So it's a high-low read if you pick to go outside. And then the F on the interior part, number 84 here, he's once again has that middle read. He does a great job here of not running the end cut, but instead taking the middle because it vacates. What they're doing down low is they're trapping. So they're giving that corner the opportunity to potentially see a hot rally, make a play. Now, what I do love about it is Mahomes – understands the big hitter here is that guy running down the middle of the field. He sees that safety vacate to come trap and get over the top of number one outside. But number two now, he's got a he's in a foot race with the Mike linebacker down the field. Mahomes recognizes it. He knows he has to beat that blitzer with the ball. He's got to get the ball out. He can do it at the hot, but instead he takes his rhythmic three, boom, throws it, throws an absolute dime, perfect throw, and that just breaks the spirit of your defense. So you've got a great call. You know that you're pressuring. You've got everything you want. And then to throw a ball like this as accurately with a free runner in your face, I mean, that really breaks the spirit of a defense right there. It was a great throw, great execution all around. Yeah, and again, you you mentioned that safety having to get over the top of number one. And uh, number one out there, it's, it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And again, when you have a guy with that kind of speed – you have to have help, uh, and and that's going to create one-on-one matchups for some of the other guys, especially in the middle of the field. And Mahomes recognizes it right away, and as he talked about, just getting it on time, being willing to stand in there and take a hit. He knows, you know, in this protection scheme that that's, that's his man to account for, and he's going to have to take a hit to make this throw. And even in a preseason game, to see him hang in there and, and make this kind of a throw, it was, uh, it was a thing of beauty. Right. There's just no panic. You know what I mean? He understood what the issue was. He understood that he had to beat that blitzer with the ball. And that's sometimes the toughest thing is just not rushing it and just throwing the ball up because that's what you're feeling, right? You, you, you're anticipating a hit. You're anticipating a guy coming, but he takes his drop. And then all of a sudden he hits his back foot, takes one hitch and delivers the ball. And again, that's, you know, just crushes a defensive spirit anytime that it's third and 12, and then you hit the guy running down the middle with a really good call played. I mean, a call that you'd think defensively, hey, we've got them here. Like, they, they're not going to be able to pick up Sam Strong safety blitz. They didn't re-identify. They didn't change the protection scheme. And so now he recognizes it and says, you know what? No, that's okay. I'm still going to throw it right down the middle of the field for a perfect play. I mean, uh, that's a, that's about as, as beautiful and gutsy a play as you're going to get in a preseason game. And, um, and I do, I think it's a sign of things to come and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to get into next, you know, with the season right around the corner. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night is almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point in the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Now, let's get back to the show. There's, there are still, you know, even though the glimpses that we got in the preseason were really encouraging from this Chiefs offense, obviously there's still a lot of questions um, given how how much better the AFC West has gotten and and losing a player the caliber of Tyreek Hill. So, Matt, I ask you first, are, are do you have any concerns about Patrick Mahomes or this offense without Tyreek Hill on the field? I mean, you lose an explosive element and a guy that you've built a rapport with and that you obviously have had a tremendous amount of success. So anytime you lose a guy like that, you take a step back initially. But at the end of the day, we're not we're talking about guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. He's been successful in this league, played a lot of football, has been a dominant player at times. And then Marcus Valdez-Scantling is another guy that has explosive speed, maybe hasn't been the focal point because of Devontae Adams in Green Bay, but a guy that has an opportunity to come prove himself as a potential number one here. McCole Hardman, Sky Moore, you've got guys all across the board. And let's not Let's not forget about the X factor here, Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey is his premier go-to guy. So all these, they have all the components in place to be a successful offense. And let's let's also consider the fact that you have Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position. He probably learned a lot last year. Defenses changed their scheme a little bit to kind of take away certain things. And so that was a learning opportunity. It's a process. And he had an incredible year last year. But now to build off that with some new personnel, I have no 
no problem whatsoever saying that this team should still be the front runner in this division. And I know the division's got better and it's got more competitive. But at the end of the day, this is a team that's been at the forefront of this division for a long period of time. And it's going to take everybody to have to come knock them off before I before I change my opinion about the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm in complete agreement with you, Matt. I think the the offense is going to look different whenever you lose a player like Tyreek Hill. You can never fully replace him because he's he's a one-of-a-kind player. Uh, so there is no replacement. But what I think you saw the Chiefs do this offseason, it was a targeted effort by this front office to, to create a deeper receiving core. And I think this is the most depth that they've had in the passing game since Mahomes has been there. Because as, as you mentioned, we didn't even show any plays – of, of Sky Moore. We didn't even show anything of Juju getting the ball, let alone uh, Travis Kelsey. And I think Juju's a guy that's really interesting to me here because I think he's going to have an opportunity to thrive. Um, I would, I, I'm guessing we're going to see him playing uh, primarily out of the slot. And obviously, you know, if you have him and Kelsey on the field at the same time, defenses are going to have to be very wary of Travis Kelsey. And I think that's going to create a lot of opportunities for him, especially with that speed uh, on the outside, you know, lifting, lifting the coverage. I think we're going to see a big year out of Juju. And I'm really interested to see what we get out of Sky Moore, too. It was, it was a limited run in the preseason, but um, I love what he showed on tape uh, in college last year. I love the display that he put on at the Combine. So um, I wanted to ask you that as well. What are your expectations for him in year one? Sometimes we see receivers come out of the gates and just crush it. Sometimes we see guys have a little bit of a learning curve and it takes them a year or two before they, they figure things out. What do you think we're going to see out of him? Yeah, you know what? You kind of define your own role. I feel like when you come in as a rookie and you're a talented young man, it's also how much of the offense – can you pick up quickly and how much confidence does that coaching staff have in terms of you being accountable? And when I say accountable, I mean in the right position, lining up correctly, breaking the huddle, knowing what to do. Are you aware of the, the motions and everything? And if not, you know, maybe you, you minimize that role a little bit, but do the things that he does really well and use them in specific roles, whether it's jet sweeps or bubble screens and get him comfortable and get him playing fast. Because the thing that you don't want to do with a young player is put him out on the field when he's not as comfortable and he's thinking so much that he plays slow. But put him in a position to be successful, play to his strengths, let it, like I said, minimize the playbook maybe for him early on, but let him start to develop some chemistry, develop some confidence and grow. And then now all of a sudden that speed that we talked about, the combine and everything else that everybody was so attracted to, now that starts to present itself and he grows within the system. But there is definitely a role for him in this offense, and I think it will be defined more so about how much he can handle early on. And I love that you brought up earlier, too, the, the idea of Mahomes learning some lessons from last year because I think, I think that's the one struggle he's had at, at, at this stage of his career right now because there were moments when this offense wasn't quite right last year. I think everybody can admit that as great as Mahomes is. And right. I think that's part of the struggle that comes with being as good as he was right out of the gates. I mean, you throw 50 touchdowns in your first year as a starter, win MVP, your second year as a starter, you win a Super Bowl. And I think it's human nature at that point to feel like you've mastered the game and there's nothing left to learn and you can play your game and just and and crush it consistently. Um, but we, we saw those moments last year where I think, yeah, Mahomes needed to kind of get back to the fundamentals of, of running this offense, of being on time, of, 
of taking what the defense is giving, of sometimes giving it on these RPOs and letting the run game and that offensive line take over. And uh, I, you know, I hope I hope you spent this offseason just kind of going back through things and looking at, you know, where he needs to improve as far as some of that decision making. Because, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm if I'm speaking out of line here. I don't know if you saw the same things I did, but I, I do feel like there there were some major lessons to be taken out of out of last season, and there is opportunity for him to continue his growth as a quarterback. There is, and at the quarterback position, or as an offense, right? You're constantly evaluating yourself, and this this league is ever adapting, right? And every year, there's going to be defensive coordinators that their whole offseason was the study of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and to figure out how can we slow it down, what are the things that have really hurt us, and how can we make that weakness a strength for us, or how can we take away one element and make it a little bit tougher on an offensive unit, in, in particular in Mahomes and that offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. So you have to evaluate that, and you have to think ahead, and at the same time, you learn your lessons, and it's a process every single year, and the growth happens every single year. And yes, you have mastery over the offense. You know it. You probably could go to sleep at night and not have to open up a playbook because you know the offense so well. But at the same time, you have to be able to anticipate the change that's going to take place and just go back to your fundamentals and, and make sure that you continue to take what the defense gives you. As you just said, don't force things, get back into the rhythm. And that's constantly something that we all struggle with as we get later in our career is, you know, it's not always going to be the same, but at the same time, as long as we make those adjustments throughout the course of the year and from last year to next year to make ourselves better, we're continuing to grow. And that growth pattern is what's going to continue to make him be as successful as he's been in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing with this offense that's that's interesting to me this year is how how the run game factors into things because yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of depth in that backfield as well. Um, Clyde Edwards, a healthy Clyde Edwards Alaire I'm interested to see what he does. This is a critical year three for him. It hasn't worked out, I think, the way uh, the Chiefs expected to, the way a lot of Chiefs fans expected it to. Uh, you have Jarek McKinnon, who was who was brilliant at times last year, stepping right. in. He was a he was a huge part of the offense, which was a, an unexpected pleasant surprise. And then you also have the the rookie Isaiah Pacheco, who turned some heads in the preseason and. Uh, who has a little hype train building of his own. So, um, and then we saw what the Chiefs have done to build up this offensive line. So I think there's a lot to be excited about there. How do you, how do you think the Chiefs navigate? Obviously, you don't want to take the ball out of Mahomes' hands because he's so phenomenal. But because he's so phenomenal, you're going to get some light boxes and some opportunities in the run game. How, do you think the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy navigate that as they're as they're putting together these game plans and calling plays? Well, you know, it, it goes back to the old adage and the coach speak of take what the defense gives you, and sometimes that's against everything that 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 your your body's telling you how you call a game, what you do. Now, look, they're always going to be a pass first offensive unit, and deservedly so with the weapons that they have, but as you just pointed to, they've got a great offensive line and they also have running backs that can make yards on the ground. And sometimes being able to just swallow your pride and say, Hey, look, we might have to run the ball this game to go win and run the ball consistently. But what does that do when you have a successful running game? One, it wears down the defense. It wears down the defensive line and it opens up opportunities because sooner or later, even if they're playing too high and they're, they're going to be, 
you know, really stingy and say, we're, we're, we're still not going to give in to, to giving up the pass. We'd rather you run the ball. Well, allowing yourself to run the ball and continue to beat this team up, eventually they have to say, okay, look, we've got to stop the run on first and second down. It'll open up passing lanes. So the balance that you always have as an offense of with the run game and in the pass game, it, it goes hand in hands and it helps both aspects of your offensive unit in both aspects of what you're trying to do in the pass game and in the run game. So it'll be interesting to see early on how much they rely on the run game depending on the defensive structure versus how much that they have always been who they've been, which historically has been a pass first offense. Definitely. I can't wait to see kind of how that offense is going to evolve this year. It's, it's going to be really interesting because there is so much talent there still in the, in the run game and in the passing game. And uh, it's almost here guys. Week one is right around the corner. I'll do this first because I didn't tell you I was going to do this to you, Matt, so I'll give you a little bit of time to think. But looking at this game against the Arizona Cardinals, as we said, one that we're really excited about, I want to get your prediction for how it's going to go. But, again, I'll go first to give you a little time to think because I didn't tell you I was springing this on you. That's that's fair. uh, (laughs) That's fair. So the way I see it playing out and kind of the way I hope it plays out because I want to see the fireworks. I want to see Kyler Murray at his best. I want to see Mahomes at his best. I'm going Chiefs 38, Cardinals 35 on Sunday. What do you have? Wow. That is uh, an impressive score, and that would be one of those ESPN highlight films that you just will get to watch, and I, I love it. Or you NFL know, I, Network. Right, or NFL Network. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. Hamilton, there we go, baby. Wow. Uh, you know what? I, I think it's going to be one of those games where I, I think the Chiefs will have success offensively. I, I just defensively, I do like the Arizona Cardinals, but I, I think they're the weak part of their defense is their corners, and that could bode well for absolutely the Kansas City Chiefs. And so therefore I think that they're going to put up 35 points. And I think the Arizona Cardinals is going to be 28 points. I think Kansas City will figure out a way to slow them down a little bit and there'll be some some times where they stall out. But I, I just think that the the Kansas City Chiefs will continue to put their uh, foot on the gas and rock and roll this first game and get off to a great start this season. I'm with you, and I can't wait to see it play out. Football is here, man. We are right there. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Episode one of The Breakdown, we made it through, bud. And uh, I can't wait to keep doing this with you all year long, previewing all of the Chiefs upcoming matchups week to week. We're going to be diving into the Chiefs offensive film. We're going to be diving into the opposing defenses, and we're going to we're going to follow these storylines and set the stage for you week in and week out all season. Matt, awesome job today. Great job, man. It was a pleasure. I can't wait to do it with you all season long. It'll be a blast to watch these games this weekend. Sounds good. And everybody watching at home, listening, we will uh, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>